Well, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. Got my, my uh, I don't want to call you anymore. I mean, not, you know, <laughs> Professor Dick or whatever they call you on the other one. Um, producer Dick is what they call me yeah. over there. <laughs> <laughs> I just call him Kevin. Yeah. And I've got my friend Eric here from Dogberry Brewing out of Ohio. Yeah, how's it going? Good, how you doing? Oh, very well. So uh, me and Eric... Um, became friends because he just happened to wander into my brewery because his lovely girlfriend established or comes into our establishment a lot. Um, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, I said it cause I wasn't sure like, well, I guess <laughs> I am allowed to say that, but okay. Yeah. So is, uh, his lovely, I don't know. Hey, you guys childhood sweethearts or what? No, we met in college. Okay. So she came out here to go to school. Yeah. She's in vet school out here. And then, uh, yeah, come come out here periodically, and just happened to uh, was on was going on a tap room tour of the city, and we happened to make our way in here one day, and got to talking, and it's about where where it ended up. Yep, lifelong friendship already. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so well, we're gonna talk a little bit about how uh, how he got into the industry and how his career has been into this, and it's kind of be uh something new for me too because i don't get to talk to a lot of people from out of state so i want to know a little bit different and uh because you still have a day job yes i uh have a full-time job and i brew part-time so that's like one of the things that a lot of people come in wanting to ask about at breweries is how do they keep their day job and then start a brewery and for me i'm like i couldn't have done it there's no way i i originally plan on doing it that way but there's no way i could have done it now I can see that there's a lot. There's a lot of difference between being a brewer and owning the, uh, owning the brewery. Yeah, it's and two full time jobs. Yeah, and having a, like owning a brewery and having a full time job would be, I don't know how anybody could do that. Yeah, because you've got partners and everything too. So. So I'm just I'm just a brewer there. Uh, just a brewer. I'm just the guy that makes whatever well, he wants. Yeah, right. And then there's there's an owner who takes care of everything around, all the admin stuff and the the head brewer and he does he does all day-to-day operations yeah so let's take this little step back here how did you get into this industry uh so it all started for me when i i i was in the army i got out of the army and uh started at college and i um when i was in college i was studying biology and i had a micro professor who was really into brewing beer home brewing and that's what got me started. And it was uh, in my micro, my first micro class, we made a homebrew. And that's a fun class. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, from then on, like uh, the rest of my time, I did my I did my research project on beer. And then it just so happened that Tony was opening Dogberry after I graduated and just kind of met up perfectly. How did you meet Tony? Uh, he's uh, my cousin. Oh, okay. Yeah, that explains yeah. a lot. I didn't know that. Okay, oh, that, yeah. that means okay. Yeah. Simple enough. Okay, so yeah. you uh, you're kind of born into it then a little bit. So it's still a family business to an extent. Right. He's been he's been and he's been doing it for homebrewing for probably 20 years or so. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's been a while. Did you ever homebrew with him? Uh, a couple times before before uh, he actually opened the the brewery. I had I did go over and he had a he had a um, uh, home uh, homebrew one barrel system that we. We would, um, I would help him with. Yeah, like that was that was the first. That was before that. It was all five gallon, you know, in the in the coolers, uh-huh. the mash tons in the coolers. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the equipment back here in my garage. <laughs> like every so often, I'm like, I don't need that anymore. I just give it away to somebody at the bar. It's like, yeah, you use it, enjoy it. 
maybe maybe open a brewery someday. <laughs> right. So then you, you graduated and you just well, went right into it or what? Yeah, from there and uh, I mean, did I he had, come knocking and say, "Hey, I need help"? Uh, no, it was it was it was kind of it was kind of weird because I had um, I had called him because I knew that he was in into uh, home brewing and making beer and everything, and I, I had a couple questions about my research, so I called him about it about. Um, how to possibly dissolve certain products in beer and how to get get what I wanted out of it, temperatures, stuff like that. And I asked him for help. And then um, a few months later was when he was starting to open up his brewery. And that's when uh, he asked if I could help out. And it's kind of where it all started. How many years ago was that? Uh, that was... Was it January or February of 2015 is when they opened the doors. Wow, so almost going on five years. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome, though. And I've taken I've taken you no know, times off where I had to go like take a few months and start working. Like when I started my new job, I worked during the day, so I, I was out for a couple months here and there. But for the most part, I've been there since the day they opened the doors. How many barrels are you brewing? Uh, so we are on a ten barrel system when we're um, usually brewing between one and two batches a week. So I, did you? You guys started on a smaller though when you first opened, didn't you? Yeah. So uh, when we first opened for the first uh, about two years, we were doing a nano one one barrel system. That's a lot of work. It was four days a week. We were making beer. <laughs> <That is not laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to keep to keep uh, the availability on. The, the on the board in our tap room we had we were brewing four times a week how many did you have on tap uh anywhere between 10 to 20 wow that's so impressive yeah that's really impressive were you like in a warehouse space retail space or no it was actually a, it was like an old house what like, yeah it was like it converted to like a retail yeah establishment so, yeah so on on top was a um a uh, uh dog groomer Oh yeah, and then below below was our tap room and brewing area. <laughs> yeah, that, that can make for some uh, spontaneous. Yeast. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty uh, pretty well sealed off. That's cool. That's funny though. Yeah. So then you guys just started on the one barrel system, and you guys are brewing four days. So it was just you and your cousin. That's it. Uh, we had uh, one other person who has since gone, but uh, for the most part, it's been me and him. That's a lot of work for just two guys still. Uh, and he picks up a lot of the. A lot of the work too. Yeah, is that yeah. his full time gig as well? Yeah, yeah. Because now you guys are, you know, five years almost five years into it. You're into a new location. Yes, we uh, went to a new location about two years ago, and much bigger. I mean, our old place had like twelve parking spots, and <laughs> if, <laughs> if that, and that's like parking in the grass and stuff. So now we're in a we're in a more industrial area. I know, like people around here might think of uh, like we're. Kind of where like uh, front porch is located, kind of an industrial yeah. complex like that. It's kind of it's kind of similar to that. Yeah, that's what I wanted to be, but there's not a lot not a lot out here in in the suburbs in Peoria. You know, <laughs> I, that's right. still my my perfect, you know, scenario. I just I love that vibe. I like that vibe so much. Just traveling the country and seeing all these breweries and these cool places. It's just it's a better environment, but they don't exist out here. So I had to I had to you know go to plan b and open up in this kind of place but it works but well, you, you see a, you see a lot of that around uh, out out uh west is more in the um, the commercial strip mall type areas uh -huh. like you see a lot of the breweries around how many breweries are in cincinnati area right now do you know 
I think we're we're above 40 now. I think in the greater Cincinnati area. Yeah. So are you considered just like a suburb? Because what, what is it called? There. So we're in Westchester, West- which is um, which is on the northern part of Cincinnati. Okay. So you're still like Cincinnati, like area though. It's yeah, like, greater Cincinnati area. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. like we're in Peoria, but we're technically Phoenix. Right. Right. Same, okay. Same thing. Yeah. That's cool. Right on. Um, so then when you guys decided, okay, things are going well. We're brewing our asses off on this one-barrel system. What was it that said, okay, let's pull the trigger and go bigger? And then what made you go from the one to a ten? There was a lot of uh, a lot of debate with uh, with Tony. I, I mean, I kind of I kind of just went along <laughs> along, for the, <laughs> along for the ride, you know. It was, so it was it was a lot of internal debate with him and what what he was willing to go to because I mean it was all his money that was yeah. getting put into it. So this it. is his baby. Yes, this is all his. Yeah. I mean he has he's uh, not outside funded or anything. So that's amazing. So it's all it's all him and it's what he was comfortable with and what he wanted to do and he uh, it was I think we were uh, he was debating anywhere from seven to fifteen. And he finally settled on ten with uh, ten barrel for yeah, whatever the budget, whatever the budget allows at that point. Right. Yeah. How long did you look for a facility to try to to go from your house to like the warehouse space? Oh man, I don't. It started. It started pretty early. Was it a lot of work to try to find something like that, yeah, or were I think they really? He, he went through multiple properties trying to find somewhere uh-huh. to go to. So I mean, it, so it was still a challenge. Yeah. Well, because and also there was a specific area that he wanted to be in. Okay. So. He want he wanted to stay in Westchester because that's I mean that's where he lives that's where he wanted to be and so trying to find the right fit in that area was going to be kind of challenging yeah. and it took some time but he finally got it completely understand that. that's what I did you know <laughs> I wanted to be here so bad but I just had to make shit you know or make a some uh, how do I say I had to cut back a lot of my wants just to make things right, work right. that's cool so um, right now how many of them there are you guys there. Um, you, Tony, and we have um, a sales guy and a few bartenders. It's still still tiny. Yeah, do you get no food? Uh, we do not do food. We have uh, uh, food trucks. Right on. Probably two, three, four times a week. Oh, that's a lot. People come out during the week for it too. Uh, usually, it's um, it's usually uh, Thursday through Sundays is usually when we uh, have them. But uh-huh. For the most part, it's Friday, Saturday, Sundays yeah. when the food trucks will come out. That's cool. Like, that's awesome that people come out for those days too. But, but it's kind of nice now because we have like you can order pizzas, you can uh, door dash it. Yeah. People can bring in whatever they want to the tap room with no uh, no issues. Yeah, I forget about DoorDash. I never use it. I never use any like Uber Eats or nothing. I've never personally used it, but I mean, uh, people can order it all, all day long. Uh-huh. At the, at the brewery. Yeah, we let people bring in what they want, too. I mean, even though we're expanding our kitchen and adding things all the time, but it's kind of, people are used to it. So I wouldn't say a lot of people do it, um, but some people come in and say, is it okay? I'm like, yeah, bring it on in. That's yeah, fine. absolutely. Uh-huh. So when you decided, okay, I really want to go this route, because I imagine coming out, of, coming out of the military, having a, a career path and a job already for you, then going into brewing the beer... Did you just go into it because you just loved it so much, or did you think, "Hey, I actually want to make a run at this and maybe make this a career path"? Or, uh, for the the mostly, it's because I just enjoyed doing it. Is yeah. the only reason I. I mean, that's the only reason I still do it. I mean, um, if it wasn't for the, the the enjoyment of making the beer, I probably I probably still wouldn't be doing it uh-huh. right now. But I, I really enjoy it, and it's something I don't. I don't mind doing uh, part time, and for for the time being, it's 
it's kind of nice doing that. Yeah. I mean, normally you bring beer to me, but we drank it all already. <laughs> so you <laughs> brought you brought a, a few others. So we're gonna we're gonna crack open here because I need I always have to have beer while I'm doing this. Oh no worries. So you you pick what you want to start with. You bought these. We already went through like eight of these the other night. So you pick what you want to go. Right, let's go ahead. And, uh Let's start with the uh, Happy Amber. I know this one, uh, it's uh, Mad Tree, it's uh, Cincinnati Brewery, and this particular beer, actually, it's labeled as an Amber Amber Ale, uh-huh. but it won gold for ESB at the GABF a couple years ago. <laughs> well, whatever it takes to win, I guess, huh? Yeah, man. Let's pour this out. Thanks for bringing these to us. Oh, no worries. You want to drink with us, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Well, that was a dumb question, but still. Of course, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Looks good. Got a nice color to it. It does look like an amber. Yeah, for sure. It's clear. It's not. It's not cloudy like everything else we have. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of that going around yep. now. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Thanks hey, for bringing cheers, the beer. Yeah. Thanks for sitting in. Feels good to be back. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we've recorded any of these. Joe's um, being responsible and teaching uh, young minds how to be fireman but he'll be here in a little bit <laughs> i love amber beers i love malty stuff and that's one of the things i've always loved about when you come to town you always bring me brown ales <laughs> yeah. and and maltier stuff when we're like normally people who bring me beers so here's our ipa here's yeah. our double ipa here's our hazy ipa oh uh, man i love them man i love i love uh brown ales esbs english miles so oh i love them and uh i mean Obviously, you don't get that a lot in the mass market. Do you so. guys make a lot of those? Uh, we try to. I mean, we try to keep uh, as much of that. On, but, you know, like owning a brewery, you know, you got to whatever the market dictates is what you're going to be making mostly. So, I mean, obviously, we're going to have our staple of IPAs. and But, do our, our, one, of, but one of our uh, main beers is our brown ale. Okay, so you do have something like that on all the time. Yeah, so we, we usually – we always have our brown on. That's – that's Which like, is a damn good beer. I really <laughs> like that one a lot. Um, we usually have uh, some type of uh, either our one of our por- two porters or or um, um, Irish dry stout on, mm-hmm. and then we usually have our um, supernova, which is our uh, chocolate stout, is usually uh, on rotation as well. Are you still selling more IPAs and lighter stuff, or uh, mostly? Yeah. Is, it, our, is it seasonal? So we try to – our brown's not. Our brown stays on all year. That's cool. Um, we usually have a – other than, like, the summer, we usually have a porter or, so, or something like that on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we've had uh, our supernova on pretty much all year as well. But uh, it's just kind of nice to balance out, have, have a little bit of uh, difference in there. And then we usually go on the lighter side. We'll have um, – we have a pill, uh, check pills that we have on. Um, we have a blonde that we've done. We've done different things with the blonde as well. Mm-hmm. And so we, other than you know your standard IPA, New England IPA, we have a lot of. We try to keep a lot of different things on. Are you guys following trends or chasing trends or just still doing your own thing? <sighs> so, <laughs> a lot of our basis is uh, we love clean West Coast IPAs. So do I. And. And I know I know the trend has been going towards hazy New England stuff, but we really haven't got we haven't really leaned into that. We've made a couple, but I mean it's just not our thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, do people come in and ask for them? Hey, where's your hazy? <laughs> I'm sure they do. 
and I'm sure they're disappointed when ours isn't hazy enough or, you know. Yeah, because it's interesting when people just come in and go, um, I just want a hazy IPA. They don't even look. There's, there's, that's what they ask for. It's like yeah. they're almost accustomed to just going wherever they go and just, I just want a hazy. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the fad right now. So. Yeah, and I mean that's that, like that kind of goes back to what what I was saying earlier about the market dictating a little bit of what you have. I mean you gotta you gotta stay with the market or else you're gonna go. Yeah, are you, you get, left behind? You are know? you gonna jump into that lager trend as well or? Uh, I don't know. We we really like lagers, but I mean we we do our normal um, our check pills, mm-hmm. which we make intermittently throughout the year. Um, I mean that should hit the spot for the most part. Oh yeah, uh, that beer is that beer is awesome. It's so good. And then we, I mean, then we do our um, you know our Oktoberfest and our uh, Bach during those seasons, and then then we have our um, a fall ale and a winter ale, and so kind of we do the seasonals, and then we do do the lagers during different times, and then we don't we don't really like jump into the whole. Chasing the trends, yeah, chasing yeah, whatever, kind of whatever. He kind of he, he kind of still sticks to uh, this is the beer I like, and here it is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I completely understand that. I mean, I do that. I mean, people say, "Why don't you make this? Why don't you make that?" It's like I, I could have a forty different beers on tap if I made everything that everybody wanted. And it's like, okay, I, I want to make those. I'm gonna make those eventually. But right, right. I like making what I'm making right now. And I, then I'll okay, I'm gonna make this down next. And then it's like, oh, why are you gonna bring this other one back? I was like, well, I thought you wanted me to make this. Remember? <laughs> so it's hard. You never please everybody. Right. Um, yeah. But to me, I I was wonder about like trends in other parts of the country. I mean, obviously, it seems like the hazy. I was talking to so to a guy in London, and I asked him. I said, "Hey, are the hazies really popular t- there?" And he's like, "Oh, absolutely." It's like, crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't. I was not. I was not expecting that. I, I thought mean, for sure. I wouldn't but, have expected that either. Uh-uh. Well, I mean, you get with social media; it's global now. I mean, trains are going to fly no matter. Yeah, every time somebody's on Instagram and, and it's like a, it's an account in Germany or it's an account in England, it's like they're posting pictures of their cans from the U.S. And it seems like a lot of these ones that from London I follow. They are a lot of cans, and they are hazy, so they seem to really be popular there too. I get it. I'm not to say that I'm over it, but I'm kind of like over it in a way as far as me drinking them all the time, because it's it's almost harder to me to go in now to find an IPA that's that's clear. Like oh, when man, I was yeah. I went to I went to SEMA, I went to Vegas, and we were walking around, and, and every time I could find an IPA, it was always a hazy beer. And I'm like, oh my God, I just want a clear beer. And finally, I found a 60 minute IPA. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Yes, oh, I mean that's the way I feel like when I was going to going to baseball games and I saw uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I'm like, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah I still buy a case that. of that and take it home because it's <laughs> right. almost like my palate refresher just to get something that's just and then, nice and balanced know, to, and clear. To me, like a lot of these, other they're just you know pounding them with Galaxy Citra, you know, mm-hmm. all that, and then eventually they, I mean, they're all going to just start blending into the same beer, and I don't, I don't. I don't know. It's uh, I've always wanted to do a taste test and have like <laughs> 10 different hazies and see if anybody could even tell them apart. Right, yeah. I mean, I want to do it for myself. And then, and then put like two or three of them that are the same beer. Yeah. Just to, just to mess with Yeah, them. exactly. I think yeah, that'd right. be great. I mean, it'd be a great test for me as well, but yeah, well. I think so many of them are just so similar. I mean, because yeah. even when we have multiples on from some breweries sometimes, it's like I can't really even tell much of a difference between this one and this other one from right. this other brewery. You know, it's... There's always another trend. It's always another IP. I'm kind of curious what the next one's going to be. Somebody's asked me yesterday, I think the new one's going to be Hazy Pales. 
Well, I mean, what's the difference? I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're, I mean, where are you going to yeah. draw the line? Yeah, we were just talking about like we were at some other brewery, and their the bitterness in their pale ale was higher than the bitterness in their IPA. Right. Because it's just, you know, whatever people are doing, everything's all out late hopping now, and and just trying to make everything as cloudy and hazy as possible mm-hmm. and sell the shit out of it. Well, I mean. We are a business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This still is a, a business, and you gotta you got to sell your product, so. Mm-hmm. So, as far as um, is making those kind of beers, and you bring them to me in cans, so you guys distribute out there as well. Uh, correct. And you, can you self-distribute? That's all we do. Okay, perfect. We, we are not signed to a distributor. They come knock on your door, or you just guys know we're going to do it ourselves, or. Um, I think I think they've probably talked a couple times, but it's just not something that uh, he wants to do right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, could you even keep up with the demand if you wanted to? Uh yeah, I mean it's it's starting to get um uh pretty crowded in the market, especially like down in Cincinnati. I mean, like I was saying, there's over forty some some odd. Yeah, breweries. so you guys are growing as well. Right. Yeah. So um, it's and we're kind of we're kind of actually pulling back now, and mainly uh, trying to focus um, tap room sales and uh, our immediate area as opposed to trying to. We're not trying to dominate the region yeah. or anything, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, we're just trying to fo- uh, kind of focus on our immediate area right I now. It's interesting when breweries open and they want to grab as much market share and they keep pushing and pushing and pushing and they get there and all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit. And they all of a sudden pull back. And it, I want to say that's a good problem to have because that's really showing you've got such a demand in your area. You're doing something right. that You've got to pull it back and kind of, I'm sorry, I, ca- I can't go that far out. You know, sometimes when I was getting beer for us talking to other breweries and like i just i just can't let it go that far out it was hard to get it out in the west side so i had to go pick it up from someone in the east valley and i understand it because majority of the beer i get is all self-distributed or i go pick it up or i deliver my own stuff too Mm -hmm. so if you gotta bring it in to keep your core group happy that that's a good problem to have from a business aspect means you're doing right you're selling your beer that you can't just shove stuff out the door and let it go just to you know have a tap handle somewhere Right, right, yeah. So I mean, I mean, that's that's what the the biggest thing is right now is just trying to keep it uh, keep it local. And like, it was never in the business plan anyway to dominate the dominate all of Ohio or anything, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, it was always it was always intended to be kind of relatively small compared to some of the other ones, like some like some of the beer we're drinking now. Yeah. Um. So it was never in the business plan to try to grow as faster as much as we can. Mm-hmm. It was all about trying to stay small and basically be your neighborhood brewery. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. I mean, I let kegs go here and there, and people always tell me I'm stingy. And I was like, yeah, I guess I am because, I mean, I don't have a lot of beer in general. I'm getting ready to even make more, but I'm still going to probably keep the majority of it. I'll let a keg go here or there to friends, but I just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, that's not like my, my children or anything, but it's just like I just come here and have it, you know? This is, this is also where we make our money. Right. Talked to a friend of mine. They do a lot of distribution, and I – I sat down with him one day and was asking him about, you know, hey, I want to talk to you about distribution. He's like, why? I go, well, I got to get some beer out there. He's like, no, you don't. He's like, you need to concentrate on just growing it in your own place. I'm like, well, why? So he had this half an hour conversation, and the guy is really smart when it comes to this kind of stuff. And by the time we were done, I was like, boom, mind blown. You're right. Yeah. It's like, right. Yeah. It's like, it just if you have enough beer to sell in your place and you're selling out of it, you're doing it right. Because, yeah, we make a lot less money when we let our beer go. Absolutely. So, I mean, 
I understand is, is it, it works because the kegs that I have sent out, people have come in because of them. But yeah, I could I could fill them all, send them all out, but then I wouldn't have anything here to sell. Yeah, it's kind of a. I mean, yeah, like you were saying, it's kind of a marketing tool when you have stuff out at uh, you know your local bars or something, and you're like, hey, what's this? You know, and somebody tasting like, oh man, I like that. So where where can I go to grab more? And then mm-hmm. like here, direct you to the tap room. That's that's one one aspect of sending sending beer out to uh, distribution. Um, it's almost like the old beer fest you know mentality and that's what those started off as go to a beer fest and try a beer then right. come find it yeah, but exactly it doesn't seem like that, that way anymore i mean well especially a lot of these beer fests that say hey donate your beer for the marketing opportunity yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll pocket any money just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah it's, it's right. the, the work we're doing we're getting paid for it but it's like you're also like okay you're one of like a hundred breweries there and these people are getting so shit-faced anyway they're not gonna remember hey that's that brewery from Peoria, arizona they're not gonna remember that right right i yeah. mean i mean i've I'm guilty. I go there, and I don't remember all the beer I drink either. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, so I try to um, cut. I've cut way back on that, and every time I say I'm not going to do a festival, I I still end up doing maybe half of them, and not even that. And I, every time I say I'm not going to do it, somebody always talks me into it. I just got yeah. talked into another one that I said I wasn't going to do. So I guess I'm doing that one. So, yeah. So um, as far as coming out of school with this degree – is this what you th- thought you'd be doing? Because you, you, you have another job, and you, it was your degree for that, and then it just happened to parlay into this as well? Um, so I currently work for a pharmaceutical company, and it's not a, that's not exactly what I thought I was going to be doing, but yeah. I'm, it's, it's nice that I found what, that, that I'm doing it. So, um, and then work, working in beer uh, on the side is uh, – just a good bonus, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> yeah, um, so, I mean, I think... I mean, you don't get, like, shift pills when you're done at work every day. Hey, <laughs> yeah. here, here's some Xanax, buddy. You did a good job today. Oh, uh, no. Because uh, m- most of the stuff I work on work on there is anti, anti-opiate anti uh, stuff, so... Oh, uh, too bad it wasn't opposite. Then you'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> trying to get people off of yeah. it. <laughs> but, That's yeah, it, it's, it's nice, man. I, uh... And I uh, I work uh, an off shift there, so I have time to actually go and work in the brewery and do different things. So that, I mean, that kind of helped out a lot. Do so you go participate in beer festivals and promos and stuff? Uh, like that? I used to. I don't really have the time yeah. <laughs> the time as much anymore. But I used to I used to go to quite a few of them. Do you, Not, do you ever go just to, for as a fan anymore? Ah. Uh, I can't remember the last one. The last, the last one I probably went to was GABF la- uh, last year, or twenty eighteen. Yeah, it's probably the last uh, one I went yeah, to last year. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we're in twenty twenty. Yeah, so twenty eighteen was a uh, GABF was probably the last one that I've been to. Do you miss it? Uh yes and no. I mean, I miss going around and trying all the new stuff. That's, but I mean, I still get the opportunity to try different things, but. All the hecticness and the crowded people and <laughs> yeah. that that type of stuff I don't miss as much. Do you do you? I mean, for me, I miss sometimes just being a beer fan, just going in, having a beer, enjoying it with friends, and talking, and just and then going on rather than hey, what is this? I haven't had this before, or, or I've had all these beers and they're peaking. And a lot like 
picking it apart and analyzing yes. every bit of yes. it. Yeah, I, instead I of just do. enjoying the beer. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I hate that. I'm trying to not do that anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I guess definitely see where that's where you're coming from on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that I do, I do miss that. And I guess it's just part of that thing that it becomes your life. So therefore. You're into it. I know you go to you go to like when I come out here and I go to a new brewery or go to a new brewery back home, whatever, and like you take a sip of the beer and you're like, well, I, I, I taste this hop and uh-huh. like what? Why did they? Why did they add this instead of this? And I'm just like, instead of just like, eh, it's good. Uh-huh. Or man, this is a good beer. Or, you know, just you gotta like, it's just it's natural now that you're analyzing the the mouthfeel. Something you wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have done 10 years ago, you know? I would have been like, ah, oh, this tastes all right. Let's drink it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, but now you're like, oh, the mouth feels off or the the taste is great, mm-hmm. but the aroma is a little soft. Yeah, I wanted and, more out of this. Right. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. expect this. Yeah, yeah that's so, the, it, so it definitely definitely changes how how you interact with the beer. Mm-hmm. Your beer drinking palate turned into a professional palate. <laughs> so you yeah, can't, can't turn it off. Pros and cons to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's – I mean, we fine-tune our – you know, our palate, I guess you could say that, but I, I mean, imagine like a chef, I'm sure like Gordon Ramsay doesn't go eat at McDonald's, you know, cause it's, you know, that's the only chef I really know, but I imagine <laughs> that when he goes into places too, it's going to be hard for him to find something. I mean, God, he finds faults in his own show with anybody who cooks him anything. Right. <laughs> so I, I get it. So I'm tr- yeah, I'm trying to like enjoy it more and pull back a little bit mm-hmm. and, uh, and just drink it for what it is. You know, it's, yeah. it's beer. Yeah. It's a good time sitting around with friends and, and doing it. Absolutely. So did you ever think that you would be in this position now where you were like, okay, I'm actually brewing beer. I'm actually having a lot of fun and then still having a day job. Did you, uh, but I, what I mean by that, did you think that one would compromise the other and you'd have to make a decision? Um, no, not yet. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of just going day by day about it and it's just, it's been kind of nice and I know I'm having, um, yeah, uh, about a month or a month or so. I'm having a shift change at work, so yeah. I mean that'll that'll definitely uh, change uh, change some things up about my uh, priority list, I guess. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just kind of day by day and and enjoying it while I can. Yeah, right on. I need another beer. Yeah, let's go. Which one do you want? Uh, let's do the IPA, and then we can right. do the, the stout. Isn't that a great sound? <laughs> so we're drinking a, an IPA from Reingeist. Reingeist. We don't get a lot of this out here. People really don't bring this to me. I've had a few, but so they're they're a big one for you guys out there. They they are the biggest in Cincinnati. They're uh, one of the leaders in the region right now. They just actually won uh, Brewbound uh, Brewery of the Year. Oh, really? Yep. I didn't know that. Man, that's a good smelling beer. See, I'm just drinking. I'm not critiquing it. Here, Kevin, you can <laughs> untap it. So, what do th- what do you think about this beer, Kevin? I want your opinion. Uh, it's nice. It's a uh, it's a double IPA that's clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't see that. <laughs> I didn't much. know they made IPAs clear anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not hazy. This see, was. This is w- this was one of my favorite styles of beer until the haze craze, and now I can't even remember them hardly. I'm like, oh, I used to really like these beers. <laughs> See, I like this. I miss, I miss the piney resin. Oh, of bitterness, bitterness is the enemy now. Yeah, oh, I miss that so much. 
So here I'm being a beer nerd and beer geek, and oh, this beer is better and blah blah. blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can go off, go off the can, like eight and a half ABV and 98 IBUs. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, this is the stuff I still really enjoy. I still really like. Um, I want. I'm. I think I'm gonna make. I don't know. I'm not gonna say that. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's just because like, it's always something. Everything. Every time I want to make something, it's like oh, you gotta make something else. So we'll see what I'm gonna make next. So, did you have any plans, or do you have any plans, so to ever like maybe venture out on your own? Um, I mean, did that passion is that passion there that we're because it's it's a common thing where brewers get in a brewery and then they think this is a lot of fun. I can do this myself. Or I want to do it myself. Learning about the financial side <laughs> of, of brewing <laughs> makes you. <laughs> Quite hesitant on wanting Absolutely. to open your own place. Amen. I understand that one. God, cause <laughs> that's so funny because when people come in and ask them, I ask them questions. I always talk about it. And I never bring that up. A lot of them will eventually say, oh, we got this. We got that. So I'll, I'll, I'll maybe say, hey, do you, are you looking? Are you going to be getting loans? Are you going to be doing this? And I'll tell them maybe people who to go talk to and, and people who helped us and things like that. And But the majority of them, I don't think, are prepared for the amount of money it takes to do it. I'm not prepared. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I know I'm not. So, yeah, it's, it's it's not something I'm looking looking at right now. Would you now. even want to? Oh, if I had the money, I probably would. But I, it's I I enjoy what I do now. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of like we were we were talking about um, like the satisfaction of it or whatever earlier, and it's. Uh, one of the th- one of the things that was kind of weird, like when we when we first started opening, is like people were spending money on something that I made. You know what I mean? It's just like it, it, it takes a it takes a little bit to comprehend that people are actually like spending their their money on something that I made for them. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, it's kind of. I don't know why I've never really thought of it that way. It's, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Now you're saying I'm thinking. Oh wow! I never Pete, thought yeah, of that. I'm just yeah. too busy. Just like, hey, you want a beer? Like, we got beer. I made this one. Okay, cool. Yeah. But I never thought about they're coming in to, to do that. I haven't really thought of it that way. Yeah. I mean, I've got I've never been accused of having a little ego, but <laughs> I never I never really thought of it that <laughs> yeah. way. Oh, that's kind of cool. Now I'm all, but now I'm all like nervous. Oh man, I gotta keep them happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is kind of nerve wracking a little bit because you know you, you because you you're putting so, you're putting stuff out there to the public and you know people are buying it, but then all it takes is you know. One bad, you put one bad batch out there, and it's just, <laughs> oh, yeah, and then it's downhill from there. Yeah, it, it's it can definitely make or break a brewery, um, positive or negative uh, ratings on these untapped sites or Facebook groups. And I couldn't even tell you the last time I was on Untapped. The only, I say I really don't do it much. The only I don't think I do it is just to annoy Kevin because <laughs> he checks in like every single beer, and I just do it just to try to not as keep up with them. But yeah, I don't do it much anymore. I don't, and I don't think I've, I'm, I don't think I've ever rated a beer either. I've all like I used to only use it just to keep track of what I've had. I think I did the first like year I did it was, was like I don't know when I signed up for it like six, seven, eight years ago before I had a brewery. Yeah. But then once I got into the industry where we decided we're going to do this, I was like, yeah, I don't think it's really cool. To go into this brewery. Openly uh, reviewing other... Yeah, exactly. uh, I just just spent an hour with this owner talking about his brewery, and then (laughs) his beer sucks. (laughs) Yeah, so I I don't do that anymore. That's why I tell even, like, you know, my son or or, uh, even friends sometimes, like, hey, I'm here. Don't do me a favor. Don't do that. Kevin got busted one time. 
He was oh. at a he was at a brewery talking sh- and he and rated some beer and yeah. he was there with another brewery owner of ours who knew that guy and he's like, look at this guy, this asshole just. Unta- <laughs> well, you tell the story. You yeah, tell the so story. <clears throat> we're sitting there eating and I, I didn't. There was there was one beer that I had that I really liked there, and so I, I rated that one highly. And then the other two, other three or so that I had, I didn't really like them that much. I just I just didn't like them. And to be fair, I was fairly new to Untapped, and they weren't really my style of beer, so I probably should have just not rated them. Oh, but yes. Nope. Yeah. Don't don't yes. get me started on that. Oh, Hold that why thought. why why does this beer have weed in it? I hate weed. Yeah. <laughs> one star. Yeah. So, so I've learned since then. I, if if it's not my style of beer, I just say, oh, you know, I, it's not my style of beer. But I checked it and I had it. You know, and I don't rate it. But anyway, so I had rated some of the beers, and some of them I'd rated pretty lowly because there was some. Even though it wasn't my style, I was familiar with the style, and I was like, this is not a good example of this style. Right. So, so then they're they're talking over there. And this all is of a this sudden, is this is two brewery owners. One that's a friend of Kevin's yeah. that he's there with. At this other guy's brewery establishment. Yeah, and the three of us are sitting at the table, and they're talking, and I'm rating the beers. And then the owner, the guy who owns the place, he goes, oh, someone just someone just checked in my beer. And he goes, look at this. He gave me like a two and a half stars. Who is this asshole? And then the other guy goes, oh, he's sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's, an awesome, that's an awesome spot to be in right there. Uh. Yeah, the, the uh, joys of social media. Yeah, my oh, face man. did turn a little red. I will admit, <laughs> yeah, I would but, imagine. I was like, but I was like, well, you know, and I don't remember what the details were, but I did tell him. I'm like, well, you know, I it tasted like this, and I didn't like this part, and that's why I rated it that way, you know. But but I was a little caught off guard. I wasn't expecting him to to get outed. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good story. <laughs> I love it because how many times would you love to be sitting there? And watch that guy do that and then be able to talk to him about it. Because usually they sit in the corner and they do it. And they don't tell you. And then you leave him like, oh, look at this dick. He just left. He said he liked the beer and he just gave it a two star. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hate that. I, I try so hard not to look at that stuff anymore, not to pay attention to it anymore. My wife does because that's her deal. She's better at it than I am. Cause, <laughs> yeah, Because the first thing is like, oh, fuck you, dude. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. But everybody's got their opinions. And there's there's a funny instagram account i forgot what it is uh my son f- sent it to me and it's just this guy and he just goes on and finds um untapped accounts that rate beer really stupidly like they really don't know what they're talking about like they'll go in you look at the history and it's like bud light four stars right miller yeah. like four and three quarter stars pliny the elder wow. One star. <laughs> it's, it's, it's way too strong. Too hoppy. Yeah. And it's way like, too many hops in this yeah, beer. Yeah, and it's like, why the hell are these kind of people even on Untapped? Yeah. Yeah. You really you're untapping and rating Miller Light and Bud Light. I mean, it's the same with any of those rating sites. You know, you got Yelp, and I mean, you get one, you get a stray fry in your onion ring order or something. Someone's uh-huh. gonna give you one star. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. I mean, all these rating, all these ratings are typically meaningless and yeah or bullshit or lies you just got to take them with a grain of salt and then then you got all these marketing companies that are paying people to leave reviews and stuff so yeah who knows who knows if even half of them are even real and it's just you just you gotta kind of gotta get with uh the individual customers and like like actually sit down and talk to them Mm -hmm. and find out what they think about your product and 
and I have an honest conversation with Yeah, them. like this time of year, we get a lot of new people in because everybody's in for the holidays, and we're close to a retirement community, so a lot of people come in from other cities to stay with their parents and grandparents and for the holidays. So they come in, and you can tell they're foreign, or you're not foreign, but you can tell they're from out of state. They put a different license plate, or they ask a bunch of questions, or they touch flat, I just tell you somewhere. But I always ask, like, how did you find out about us? Probably 90% of the people um, Google. They just Google breweries near me, and that's what popped up. Mm-hmm. So that's what I take. That's what I take credence in is that you know because that seems to be the most legit way. It's not just what's around me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even if they go look at the reviews, the majority of those reviews are not, you know, click to pay or fake accounts. They're, they, I think, they do a better job of weeding that kind of stuff okay. out. And so I, I take credence in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, those seem to be the most accurate. I mean, honestly, I've never looked at those for a brewery I'm going to. I never, I was, when I was in Vegas, I was like, just, where's it, where any breweries? And just, I just pulled up a map and went. And I wasn't like, this one has a three <laughs> rating. This one has a four and a half. Let's go there. I didn't do that. That's I just want to go. Yeah. Usually I just pull up Google Maps on my phone and mm-hmm. like, just type in brewery and, yep. and see what, see what, see what's around and then head there. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure that's how I found this place. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think Sam came in before, didn't she? No, I think it was everybody. It was first, the first time? First time, yeah. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, it's been, what, two years now? It's been longer than that. Wow. Yeah, so we're going to, um, we decided we're going to do, we're going to do collaboration together here. We're going to come up with a recipe and get this beer in there. So it'll be my first uh, interstate <laughs> collab. <laughs> then I got to go out there and brew with you guys. Yeah, come on out, man. I want to. Uh, you know you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it because I want to go to Reds game. Oh, yeah. We, we can definitely do that. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. 100%. How far is Cleveland? Uh, you don't want to go to Cleveland. I know I don't. No, not at all. Even LeBron didn't like it. Yeah, that's a, yeah he's from there. <laughs> yeah. He still wanted to leave. <laughs> so as far as uh, I have a question for you about this uh, canning thing. Are you guys doing mobile canning? Do you have a crawler? What are you guys doing? Uh, so, um, we were doing, uh, the, uh, mobile canning for, for a while. Um, now we are doing, we, we had just got a, uh, crowler for, we're doing, uh, 12 ounce crowlers and you can do any beer that we have on tap. That's cool. What, what are you doing for your labels? Are you guys just doing standard labels? Yeah, just, uh, stock dogberry labels. You're not going out and taking some famous other logo and chain it to your own? (laughs) Like I just did. <laughs> Miniature car labels. Yeah. Yeah, no, no we, uh, we're using our own, but I mean, I think we still have some leftovers from some of the, uh, some of the cans that we've done earlier. Uh-huh. So we're going to like, if we have, if we have that beer on tap, we'll probably use those labels and otherwise we'll just use the, the generic dogberry labels. Yeah. I love it. I think it's, I think it's cool that people do that, but sometimes they think it's funny that there's some brewery thinks that they're all cool and they're the first ones who did it, but it's like, well, four of the breweries have already done that. It's funny, but you really come up with some, some people come up with some great stuff. People are creative. I like I like how you even put like the little uh, trademark symbol up on your, uh, tra- on, on your oh, did you yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. nice. Yeah. So I have a friend who comes in here and she's an attorney. We've had her on a couple of times. So she comes in and I wanted to be an attorney. So I just love to sit down and just talk to her about law and court. And then she loves to talk to me about beer. So when we first made this beer, we pulled it up. She pulled it up. She's like, no, let's, let's go for it. You got your TM, your first in years. I'm like, sweet. So that's what we did it. And then uh, went ahead and had T-shirts made and everything. And it's funny when the T-shirt guy dropped him off, he was like, uh, 
you're probably getting that C and D any day now. I'm like, I hope so. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that in the beer industry. Oh yeah, that is because it's, it's, sometimes you pull up like just I'm look because I, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. I actually used to look at Instagram. I got like 16 accounts and I just scroll whatever I'm in the mood for, whichever one I'm on. And it's funny when you look at just cans, you scroll throwing through them, and sometimes you don't even realize you're looking at a beer label because it's like, oh, here's here's a can of Pennzoil. Oh, here's a Starbucks. You know, yeah, here's right. a tomato soup can. You know, here's a milk bottle. It's just because people are so clever at just taking wow. this mundane stuff, just going that whole Andy Warhol school of advertising, is just take something so meaningless and create it, make it meaningful in your own in your own mind. Well, how how close is that to stealing somebody else's IP? You know, I mean, honestly, I am 100% for art is a creative process. However, when you blatantly just take an exact thing and copy it, in fun, I can understand it. It's it's funny. However, if you took it and really tried to run with it and really make something out of it and um, and claim it as your own, eh, there's another part of it. There's, there's mostly. Mostly just like you're marketing and making money off of somebody else's idea yeah, is the biggest thing. Exactly. And I always I always have struggled with that on a personal basis because um, you know, I, I was an artistic guy, I turned down a full ride scholarship to be an art major because I, I didn't want to be a starving artist. And I hated that when I would create something and I thought this is pretty cool, and then maybe somebody else in the class or would or another class and would take it and just copy it mm. it was like dude you're supposed to be a creative you're in a creative <laughs> process right. take it and do something on your own well don't take somebody else's but there's a there's a a famous thing it's like one of my um favorite quotes also is that it's like uh, good artists create great artists steal and it's it says picasso and then People know my little my affinity for street art, and then Banksy took it and scribbled out Picasso and wrote Banksy underneath it. <laughs> and it's just it's it's great because right. it is it's so damn true that right. people who create do create and they come up with some funny stuff. But all it takes with you know with with an app anymore on your phone is to take that picture and wipe a word out and put whatever you want it to say in there. And now you're insta famous because you made it say something funnier that really you didn't create you just put on there i mean how many of these these influencers if you call it have made a living off that what's that guy um there's a couple pot there, there's a couple um documentaries on netflix about i think there's like three it was like the guy the, the fat jew and he came up with this whole thing about um or you think he got in trouble for it? I mean, don't quote me on this, but I believe he got in trouble for it because they were just taking other people's content or what's the other one that fuck jerry I think there's been a giant. Oh yeah. There's yeah, been a giant the, thing yeah. about them, and they even took all these popular memes that other people created, and then they made a like a, a card game out of it. And there's you can buy it at Target. <laughs> you know, so they took everybody else's IP and then made something out of it. But then again, I mean, you look at you look at every like every creative idea though. It's, it's usually an evolution of some other previous idea, right? So I mean, everything that everything that's come forward has is built upon something that has happened in mm -hmm. the past well one way so, to look at it too ideas are cheap execution is everything right exactly yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. so. yeah i so i'm i don't i want to say I, I you know i'm for it it's it's legal to an extent <laughs> but when it happens to me i get pissed <laughs> so but you know but i but i just like i said i just i just did it but i did it in fun and make a point and i did it because i have an ulterior motive for it and i and i'm hoping it happens but <laughs> i think yeah. i think it's funny and then some of these things i like to do because 
it's close to what we like in our brand and it's it's funny but i'm not doing it to you know to do a hundred barrels of this and ship it across the country right. i'm just doing it to be funny and make pictures and little tiny videos on right. instagram and that's that's what i think is funny right. about it but yeah at some point it's like really you just took that logo or you just took this and did that and just and eh, you're really pushing the line <laughs> but again the line's there to be moved so yeah sometimes it's just it's just all about fun yeah so you guys haven't done that yet no you should it's fun <laughs> i don't think he's looking for a uh c and d or lawsuit on his hand so <laughs> yeah it'll it'll happen but what about if somebody would ends up taking like your guy's logo I and mean, that's the we've talked about this a lot because um, I, I like to talk about it but the whole thing and about the, well, the biggest thing is yeah well what if it's somebody that's 20 times bigger than you and yeah you, and you they have 20 times the resources what are you going to do about it yeah you know the legal I mean? system's all set up that where whoever has the most money is going to win so what do, i mean you, you probably just gonna have to chalk it up and exactly like, yeah exactly i mean I, i've been there a lot of breweries have a lot of breweries have uh no i don't have enough I'm sorry. Well, we can drink one and then go home. We got, I got my friend here trying to get me to film a growl of a special release. I can't do it. I don't have enough. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink more beer here to pretend I'm ignoring you. <laughs> so we have another Ryan Geist here, and this is the cafe. Oh, I love you, Todd. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> And look at that. It's dark. I like that. Oh, yeah. This is the stout, right? Yeah, I think it's a, uh, what is it, coffee milk stout? Yeah, and it's not hazy. Eh, it probably is. We just can't see all it. That, all that lactose in there is nice and... See, I miss beers like this. This is the season. We are having winter right now. It's like in this, what's this, probably like in the 50s almost tonight. Woo, it's freezing. <laughs> it was in the 50s during the day. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's cold. It was all and it was all foggy and stuff. We la left last night. I'm like, wow, this is neat. Oh, there was so much uh, hail on the east side. It looked like snow. I drove through. Really? It, it looked like it had snowed. It was crazy. Dude, I like this beer. That's a that's that's fun. I like that beer. It's something so different than anything we've had right now. That's I like that. I mean, that, if you look at it, that's that's three dramatically different beers that we've had. So we've had a uh, standard amber ale. We've had a double IPA, an imperial IPA, and now we have a coffee milk stout. So I mean, we're all over the we're all over the map right now. Oh wow! Jeez, <laughs> that, that's that's Arizona snow. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, that's a good beer, though. Yeah, you should bring more of this next time too, <laughs> with your stuff. Yeah, he um, he brought us a. That was the barrel age thing we had yesterday or Friday night. Uh, that was our uh, Dogavon. It was a special release uh, uh, red wine barrel aged barley wine. And that was like, what, 13%? Yeah. Couldn't tell at all. <laughs> that man could not tell at all. We Everybody sampled it and it was like, what is this? Is really good. And everybody guessed around 8%. Yeah, I think the. I think the the barrel aging really mellowed it out, and it's been. I mean, it, it's, it's also been uh, about two years uh -huh. aged. So, I mean, I think it's, it's it's mellowed out quite a bit. So, do you guys do a lot of barrel aging? No. <laughs> How did well then? Did you score this barrel and just decide uh, we to had, do it? Yeah, we just got two uh, two wine barrels, and we knew we wanted to do do something with our uh, barley wine, and we're kind of. 
we're kind of over the. I don't know. I won't say we. I'm personally kind of over the bourbon barrel. Yeah. Craze. And wine barrel stuff is just there's so much, so much more um, flavor and aroma that you can get out of wine barrels as opposed to just strictly bourbon barrels. Because yeah. I mean, you taste a bourbon barrel, a bur- uh, bourbon barrel aged stout, uh-huh. and you've tasted just about every bourbon barrel aged stout. It is. You know what? You're right. I remember when I first started when having some of those. I loved them, but now yeah. I'm like, eh. But now I when, don't want it. When you when you age it in wine wine barrels, I mean, you're getting different you're getting completely different aesthetics from it from the different type of wine that i mean you're still picking up different things from the doing a barley wine as opposed to a stout it's going to be completely different and i just think it was a it was more of a challenge and we didn't we went into it not really knowing what what to expect but when we we came out of it i mean we couldn't be more happy with the finished product how many barrels do you have like laying around the brewery right now i don't think we have any really yeah that was a one-time deal yeah you don't want to do more because that was really, really yeah. good. I don't think we have any. If we, I mean, if we do it again, we're going to have to go out and get a couple, <laughs> a couple did, more barrels. Where did you score these barrels from? Uh, it was from a local winery. I, off the top of my head, I can't remember the name of it. And then how did you guys like make a deal with them to get them? Was it a collaboration deal, or did you guys just get it and just uh, make we your just, own? We just uh, got the barrels from them, yeah, and then we were able to use them. I mean, there was barrels that they weren't going to be able to use anymore. Yeah. Next yeah, for us, we don't. We, we've got a. You know, the Verde Valley has some breweries and. A lot of people go up there and try to score some things, and uh, they have a lot of stuff up uh, towards like Sedona and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the Verde Valley up there. Yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna head up there and do it, do a tour and meet with some people and see what we can do. And because I I would really rather do that. I mean, when I first got into this, and I was like, yeah, I want to do all this barrel aged shit because I loved it. But I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I've got probably a hundred plus bottles of barrel aged stuff at home, <laughs> in my fridge, and it's like, uh, I really don't want to drink this. I mean, usually when you know me and Kevin have parties or drink each other's house all the time that's when we bring it out but yeah man more more times than not anymore we're just drinking sours or something we got you brought back from new glarish or something else like that we yeah. rarely ever crack open those barrel aged stuff anymore yeah it takes a lot man because especially like the those big uh bourbon stouts and mm-hmm. stuff it's it's like drinking a shake it, just, it takes a lot yeah. to get, get a lot of that down and like a to me, a lot of them are going to be quite similar. Yeah, so, I don't I understand mean, the the Black Friday Bourbon County thing still. Yeah, I just because <laughs> they do that every year and people go do it, and I think mostly it's the fact that people just want to go get it to say they had it. And I, I about a week ago, it was on the shelves of a gas station. Yeah, it was at Costco. I made a yeah. joke to somebody about three weeks ago. That because it's an AB product, I'm I'm not going to be surprised one day that it's going to be available. Just overproduced. Yeah, it's going to be available on the shelves at Costco, and then on that worst beer blog, somebody posted that <laughs> yeah. somebody bought a bottle and they hated it, and they were just trying yes, to give and they were trying, trying to give it away. Yeah, they're, they're like we took we took a half a glass out of this, and I I'd hate to throw away a ten dollar beer. Yeah, and I thought I that was hilarious, yeah, and I'm wondering if that is going to fade, or does that. St- well, I think it already has faded because you see you see them on the shelf all the time. Well, you see you see um, similar like because before it was uh, limited quantity, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like what uh, Founders does with KBS and CBS, and what um, Three Floyds does with Dark Lord mm-hmm. and di- uh, different things. I guess I'm mainly you can tell I'm talking Midwest stuff. Yeah, but, uh, but everybody's there. heard of all those, right? Yeah, so I mean, it's they're 
artificially making them harder to get just to build up the marketing which is genius you know yeah. people people love it people love going up to dark lord day and standing in line for five hours listening to heavy metal all day you know uh-huh. what i mean so <laughs> people love it i mean to each their own if you like if you enjoy doing that go for it yeah but th- but that's that's part of the marketing of the these limited barrel aged styles yeah, i mean it, it, mm. it works in so many industries chevrolet does that with the corvette they could pump out as many corvettes as they want but they don't because they want it to still seem like a hand-built car competing with exotic cars mm-hmm. and that's why each dealership usually has one on the showroom floor you can order one but it's not like you walk into the lot and there's like 10 15 like it's like a, it's like a silverado sitting there <laughs> they purposely do that just to keep that artificial scarcity to make it seem like it's more valuable yeah right i mean i mean these brews can pump out as much as each beer as they want it yeah as, they make as more much as they than they make in a year right exactly so i mean I mean, teach their own. If they, if they enjoy, if they enjoy doing it and standing in line all day, that's just not something I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm into a, really. Yeah, there's a there's a reason why they're there's out on their boat somewhere. And <laughs> here I am driving my used car. And there's, <laughs> and there's a thousand other great beers sitting on the shelves every day that you can go drink as opposed to standing in line paying thirty dollars for a bomber. So let me ask you this question because this is just something I struggle with now. That being in the industry, when I go to Say I'm going to go to a party, and somebody's like, bring some beer. So I'll try to go find something that I like, and I'll go into a fresh Total Wine, BevMo, or even a you know some type of specialty store. I, I, it's so hard for me to find something to either get that, A, I'm going to enjoy, or B, I think that they'll all enjoy. When, do you, when you say, hey, I'm going to go pick up some beer, what do you gravitate towards? Are you, are you trying to bring something that you think people enjoy, and do you have a problem finding stuff? Because I sure do. I'll spend an hour just find, trying to find a six-pack. I hate it. It drives me insane. Usually, I, most of the time, I'm, when I go in and looking for beer, I, I'm usually looking for something I haven't had before. Me too. Uh, and, and if I can't, I usually fall back to, you know, one of the, like I said, the Sierra Nevadas, the uh-huh. uh, um, Two-Hearted, you know, like the stuff that you know you're going to like. No, yeah. ma- no matter what happens, you know you're going to enjoy this beer, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. And... And if I can't find anything that intrigues me, and then I'll just go back to one of the, you know, one of the classics, and I know I'm going to enjoy it. Do they always expect you to bring the beer? That's usually my thing. Yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> I know if it's, I was like, yeah, I'm like, you're only complaining about it. Everybody wants me to bring the beer, but, yeah, I, but I also want to make sure there's good beer well, there. Well, everybody, like, you know, everybody else makes a dish, and they're like, ah, oh, you just bring the beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, my, my wife had this friend, and she was, we were having, they were having a party, and I forgot what she said. She goes, I went out and got um, Brandon some beer. She's like, what'd you get? And I forgot what she said. Uh, some Natterdays? It was something like that. I think she <laughs> might have even said, like, PBR. And she's like, he's not going to drink that. Okay, PBR is better, better than a lot of things. But it was, it was something really bad, but it wasn't Bud Light or Miller Light. It might have even been, like, oh, I got him Coors Light. I forgot what it was. Still, it could be worse. Yeah, but, then, worse. but this is the best part of the story. And April, my wife says, hey – He's not going to drink that. She says, oh, does he drink fancy beer like Corona? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man. I think I was drinking a beer and shot it out my nose at that point. Yeah. Ask Constellation what they think about fancy beer right now. Oh, no kidding, huh? That's crazy. That's in the news. Yeah. That is just – and nobody can seem to figure that out, but I want to know what that price was. From everything I've seen, it's between 60 and 80 million. That is it? Yeah. For what? For uh, Ballast Ballast Point. Point. 
Oh, oh which yeah, yeah, which yeah. sold for one billion about what six seven years ago. Uh, no, it hasn't been that long. I think. I think uh, it was. Yeah, I think it was about five years ago. Because my friend Dan used to work for them. He was their Arizona craft rep, and then so he told me about. It. He's he still knows some people that still have some things. So he's always sending me things about yeah. it. And he sent it to me that night. I was like, what? And then he, yesterday I was laughing because he's like, I feel so good to wear this again. He's wearing his hoodie because now I can wear it again because <laughs> he's all happy. But, yeah, I was thinking these guys basically built this brand, sold it for a billion dollars. I mean, they had wow. everything, too. They had – it wasn't just beer. It was, they had spirits and fishing boats. Yeah, and, all, and like, that's what somebody said. <laughs> all kinds but of Could stuff. you imagine – so say you had a business, whatever it is, and you sold it for a billion dollars. And then you buy it back for even a hundred million. So little, little is like, hey, take a vacation on us. Here's nine hundred million dollars, and then come back in five years. Let's get back. Yeah, take, like, take it wow. back. These guys are actual geniuses, but they no I don't doubt. think they bought it back. Nah, it was some some Franzi, uh, uh, yeah, box some, wine guy. Uh, yeah, some brewery up in uh, Chicago. Yeah, but uh, but the, yeah, this the, is the guy the, the guy behind the yeah, because that brand. was a big thing. Yeah. It was like these people have like no Instagram followers. They've got no <laughs> Facebook followers. And like, who is this brewery? They know yeah. for like, like a year I, and a half. I had never heard of me them. either. And that's why someone trying to explain to somebody. I go, they'll be like me saying, "Hey, I just bought Stone." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no problem. I just bought Stone Brewing Company. Woo! It's like it's it didn't make any sense, but now it does. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting, I think, because that seemed to be the real brewery that took the selling out to the next level. Some of these breweries were selling out, you know, for 100, 200, 300. Oh, yeah. When they, and then all of a sudden, oh, when it came out to billion, $1 billion. Yeah, one, oh, yeah. And the average person who comes across it. the bar who's heard about people selling out, that's the one they know. Mm-hmm. Didn't the one sell for a billion dollars? And that's, I think, when that big step was like, everybody's like, oh, my God, we need to grow and we need to expand and we need to sell because yeah. we're going to sell for a billion dollars. <laughs> Good had, luck. Yeah, yeah. They, they they were more than just beer. They yeah. were they were a regional market. Like they were they had everything. And if you look at it now, it's just like we're we're here watching the baseball winter meetings and what players are going for. <laughs> yeah. They just set the market. So Ballast Point is worth sixty million dollars right now. Your little brewery is going to get shit. Yeah. yeah. No. Nothing. No yeah. Doubt. Yeah. We'll, we'll buy you a Lexus and call it even. I think a lot of yeah. it, I, I read something too that they were. They were Constellation was losing somewhere in the neighborhood like two hundred and fifty million dollars a year. Yeah, on owning Ballast Point. So I don't know. Yeah, they kept closing places down and dumping beer. It was it was sad. It was really sad, especially for all the people who really that's bizarre. Really built that pl- that brewery into something really special for yeah. it just to get washed out like that. It was pretty sad. Yeah. So I'm excited. Back, I was I went to Disneyland um, in October and they have a Ballast Point Tap House there. <laughs> and I, I felt horrible for my buddy Dan, and I, I sent him a picture. But we had to go in there because it was it was hot. It was fucking hot. It was October, like, and they just happened to have a giant heat wave. It was like ninety plus degrees. I was like, this is the end of fall. It was colder here in Phoenix than it was in Anaheim. Ugh, yeah. So I was like, we just need to buy our tickets. We need to post. Like, well, I really want a beer because I know I'm not going to get one in Disneyland. So we went in there, and I had a couple beers to to make. Disneyland more enjoyable, and <laughs> so I felt bad, but to cushion your system. Yeah, so I'm, I, th- that's cool. That so next time I, if I ever go back, it's like, oh, cool, now I can go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's uh, it, it's I think it's really sad. I yeah, think it's really sad. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how just in five years how something can go down that far. It's crazy and just a value wise two or three years how everything's changed. Every year, it seems like uh, I was having this conversation with somebody else at the bar at the, end of, at the end of the last week, how the industry has changed so much. I mean, for me, I, you know, I've been into this now technically open for three years, but in the industry kind of for like five now. 
but just to see how things have changed in the last year compared to the two years before that, compared to the two or three years before that, as far as the amount of breweries opening, um, all the issues with uh, with trademarks, um, all the thing, everything about being clear beer and <laughs> and, and a canning beer, and I, I make the comment all the time that I remember going to beer fest or my first CBC craft brewers conference and the only beer there really available in cans was still odell's yeah and and people would put beer in can and nobody wanted it was all about the bottles but now canned beer is a thing man. yeah everybody and, and wants everybody beer. wanted clear beer but now they're putting hazy beer in a can and people stand in line for it yeah it's it's shocking so i mean just to see the difference yeah. that the beer industry has gone from then to now. Could you imagine like somebody putting out a hazy beer five years ago and be like, what is this? Sh-? No. Like what? Yeah. Like there's something wrong with this uh-huh, beer. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like what you're something went wrong and you're trying to sell it to me. Mm-hmm. And now it's what everybody wants. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it's, but I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. You know, and like you're saying, like now, now all of a sudden everybody wants a, wants a lager. Mm hmm. There's been loggers available for That's an interesting trend because I'm not so high on that. For me personally, my palate has changed so much where I really don't enjoy loggers. They just seem thin to me and they have that not just empty. Yes. It has that it has that just memory of drinking shit beer when you couldn't get it or you know, (laughs) you were twenty one and that's what you bought. In all honesty, I don't know if I've I've had I know I've I've had Firestones. Um, I, I I don't know how many like the, the large like craft loggers I've ever mm-hmm. I've, like like true like just regular American loggers. Yeah, I haven't had that many. I've had I've had a bunch of like pilsners and uh-huh. things yeah, of that na- things of that nature, but like an actual American lager, I haven't had. I've I don't, usually when I go to a bar or a tap room or something, that's not really the first thing I go like I gravitate to. Exactly, you know yeah. Because I mean? so. even like sometimes like, all right, I'm going to be here for a while. I need to pace myself. I'll start with that, but I don't enjoy it. And I'm buying it more or less just to stay coherent and not get off the rails too quickly. And the only, I mean, the only reason I drank that is because I'll pretty much drink anything Burnston makes. So. Yeah, he's uh, – <laughs> That guy's a something special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's something special. I remember talking to a sales rep one time. I go, does that guy just have, like, a halo when he walks into the place? And he's like, oh, my God, and bows to that guy because he's not a normal human being. Yeah, their, their barrel works team is pretty good, too. I'd like to go out there. Let's, but, I mean, were they part of what, Duval now? Uh, yeah, they've been they, – uh, Duval's had a portion of them for quite, mm-hmm. quite some time now. Yeah. I, and everybody, everybody talks about um, Russian River. You know, like you go there and – you know, you got Pliny, but and Blind Pig, mm-hmm. I, like their sours are unbelievable. Like supplication is yes. just like unbelievable. I know. I was going through my beer fridge the other day, and I forgot I have like five or six of them in there. Oh, so good! And I was like, man, should I drink these or should I just save them? And I don't drink them, man. I know no, we should quit, quit saving all that damn beer and just drink it. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what my wife says. She goes, "We're gonna so die you doing this car weekend. crash someday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get there and drink some beer." <laughs> Quit, I know there's some good shit in there. Quit cellaring the damn things and just drink them. That's what they're made for, man. I know. What are you gonna? What are you gonna? Nothing. With two years from now, when you have 
16 of them. I mean, what have you, have you it? seen my beer fridges? Uh, I mean, I haven't seen it in a while. Oh, uh, yeah. I've got, I've got, I mean, I've slowly gone through a bunch and I don't bite it like I used to at all because now people just bring it to me. It's pretty cool. But, yeah. but even if it is, they're not, I, they'll bring something new. Like they'll bring me a, a Pliny or a, a zombie dust or something like that. And we crack them open within a day or two because it's like, oh, I want these things fresh and this is fun and we drink it. And I'm not into saving them anymore. But the old stuff that I've got, it's like, I've got stuff back to like 06, 07. Old barley wine stuff. My favorite beer I've got, I'll probably never drink it just because it's, it's kind of important to me. It's like one of the very first beers I ever bought. And when we were first started getting into beers, I have an old school barley wine from Dogfish, and it's a 2007. Oh, yeah. I just wow. think it's cool, so I'm just going to keep it. And someday I'll probably have Sam sign it and just, just keep it. But I'm never, I'm never going to drink that thing. Mm-hmm. Or Coke. You're going to have Coke sign it now? No, I think it's like a blow or no, <laughs> no. Steve, Steve uh, what the well, hell's his name? The dude from Boston. Oh, uh, Jim Cook. Yeah, Cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're not. How are they part of Coke? Because so, because I, I don't know this, but I just Boston bought they, out Dogfish. Yeah, I, well, I thought they merged. Sam oh, is well. now on the board with them, but I thought they're still a publicly held company. Though. Are they? Yeah. Okay. But I don't think it's like a, I don't think they're owned by Coke. Well, I think the, I think a similar thing happened with. Uh, CBA uh, Craft Brewers Alliance, right? They uh, they were technically bought out by AB, but they're still their own entity or whatever. Yeah, maybe. And then they bought out the remaining shares of yeah. some of these other breweries and things like that. Yeah. Do you think that you guys would ever sell? <laughs> That's not a question for me. Because <laughs> everybody, not... everybody has a price, but it's not oh, in your plan. I, I wouldn't think so. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like like I said, that's not my that's not my area. Yeah, I can't I can't I can't say. It's funny because <laughs> it's it's interesting how being I can, in, I can in, tell you that we're probably not any, on anybody's <laughs> radar. I know. I, yeah, me either. I'm not <laughs> on anybody's radar except people like to. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's. I think it's funny when people think that they're gonna they're gonna do that. They're gonna just make a brewery and sell out. It yeah. doesn't doesn't work that way. And I, it, it's kind of like. Honestly, it's kind of surprising that we've there's there was a lot of talk in uh, Cincinnati about certain breweries like that we that that was the thought that some of them that's what they were doing mm-hmm. and it's kind of it was kind of surprising to a lot of people that that certain ones ha- haven't done it yet. Yeah, you know, everybody thought like Golden or not Golden Road, um, um, New Belgium was going to sell forever and they did it and then they just finally did. Finally did, yeah. Yeah, they got a they got a decent payout though. I know. I see. I just all, the, all those employee owners. Yeah, and I don't. I can understand. Care, that's I'm those sure. people. That's those. That's those people retirement. People have been there for a long time. They're going to get paid out. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. So good for them. That's why they set the company up that way, and it's yeah. been one of the best places to work. I uh, know. You, uh, you could buy a lot of bikes. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Odell's kind of similar, isn't? Aren't they? Aren't don't they? They have. Um, I don't know. Employee ownership stock. I know. What's what's the one? Um, up in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, not left hand. Um, That's in Colorado. Who makes sessions? Huh. Uh, what's that brewery called? Lost, not Lost Coast. I don't know. There's another brewery I like that. Mm. Left Coast, Lost Coast. There's Left Coast, I think. Yeah, one of those up there. They um, the one that makes that um, Rasputin or whatever. No, Is that the Imperial I don't think style? so. Oh, no, Rasputin. I don't know, but even on their bottles, they play. They always say full sale. Okay. Full yeah. sale. They always say we're proudly uh, a, an employee-owned company. Yeah. And they're pretty big. So I'm curious if anything would ever happen with them like that. Uh, 
guessing just a matter of time and how yeah, ba- how, it, how bad AB wants to dominate and tear yeah, apart yeah, all, in, the, it's, all, it's, all the not lower even, It's not even AB anymore. It's Miller Coors or all these other breweries, oh, corporations AB. from other countries yeah. now. Well, and yeah. then uh, what's uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, Boone Amber, Fal Allen, uh, Anderson Valley. But yeah, but they sold. Okay, so they sold out to an individual though. Yeah, and he was already an investor in the company anyway. And he he's a local guy, mm-hmm. and from everything from everything I've read, I don't, I don't know the full story, but I know he was a he was a local guy that, and it's not he's they didn't really sell out to a larger corporation or or a big big beer as you would say yeah. or whatever. Yes. So I mean, it, it, I guess you could look at that look at that sale as a little bit different than, and they said they were gonna continue their ind- independent craft mm-hmm. whatever labels that they were I think use. they will I think yeah, I think that's a completely different I don't even call that a sale out I think that's almost just like a a transfer of ownership in a way yeah I love that brewery I think they're one of the most underrated breweries they are a good brewery their beer is really good I've always liked their stuff I used to love it. you can just go and get their OS of that wild turkey bourbon barrel aged beer they had <laughs> and it was like five bucks I love that stuff. It was so good. And they did that pumpkin one every year. I mean, even Kevin had a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, and once the barrel aged price goes up, it's now it's like, it's what's like $12, $13 now. Uh, like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, but um, Fal Allen has never been anything but courteous and kind to me. Um, and so I wish them all the best. But I, I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh no. But then when I read it, I was like, <laughs> it's no big deal. This is yeah, cool. This right. is probably actually better for them. Somebody who really wants to be part of it and really and, run with it. And I saw something that they, they sold to somebody else, like, 10, 10 or 12 years 10 ago? 10 years ago, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not something something new for them that they've yeah. gone through and this, before. Just like with any business, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that nobody knows or right. doesn't come out in the public, and it's just the perception then. I, I just think it's the the big thing with, like, uh, these these uh, bigger beer, like AB, coming in and buying these and then controlling the market uh, is what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, And that's what a lot of people in the craft business are worried about. And, it, and it's, not even, it's not even totally about just controlling the market with the beer wise, but even ingredient wise, like with hop farms and hop contracts and grain contracts. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're controlling a lot of that for the lower and they're raising prices on certain hops and how expensive it is to get certain ingredients. And it's just going to make it keep, keep making it harder and harder for the, these smaller breweries to make it when these larger beer companies are coming in and buying everything. Do you guys have contracts? Uh, We do. Yes. How far out are you? Uh, we can order on demand. I mean, we're so we're we're so small. That our orders are so small that we can order on demand. But it's um, depending on what's available. So so uh, we so we can't we can't we don't normally put like a two year out brew schedule. Mm-hmm. Like we don't do that. Yeah, we kind of uh, dictate our brew schedule to what we get, basically. So, but you guys didn't like go out and contract like Citra for three years. No, 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 we have not. No. Okay. So you're, but so but, you're we, not, but we have a, we have a contract that we have to order so much from the whatever company. Yakima Chief or uh, LD Carlson. Are they using them? Yeah, it's Midwest. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering because the the hop environment has definitely changed. Yeah, some of the some of the hops are for smaller. Smaller brewers are going to become close to impossible to get. Yeah, like some of these new ones. There's so many new varietals popping up now, yeah. and now with the new cryo hops. Oh, we still have that one in the fridge too. Oh, we still got another cryo. Yeah. Um, 
it's interesting that the hop hop environment has changed so much when there was such a shortage for it that it was hard to get hops and everybody's like contracting out three or four or five years with all these hops. Yeah. But now it's like everybody's contracted out and they're reselling them because they're like, I'm not going to use this. I want all these new varietals that I've, I'm hearing right. about. And now, especially all these juicy, you know, for <laughs> right. less. I mean, you're, you're still, I mean, you're still going to like, it's, you're still going to get the same basic uh, galaxy citrus mosaic. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's going to use those up as mu- as fast as they can, you know, cause yeah. I mean, those are, those are the main, main ones that are going to be in all your, New England hazy IPAs anyway. Yeah, I mean, and they're still good hops, too. They're still, you can use them, you know, for exactly what you want to do. We're still making IPAs, so they're still great hops. But, yeah, but every time um, I come across something that might be a little bit different, like, I want that. I want to try it. I don't have a contract for it, but, hey, I can I can get 44 pounds or something like that. Or if I can get 20 pounds, I'm like, oh, that's I'm all for that. Let's right. do that. Because I want to I try them. I want to see what they're like. And then if I decide I want to get more later or if I didn't like them, I'm not going to use them. There's a lot of hops out there I can't get. We had um, so we have we have a uh, relationship with a um, local hop farmer. He's in Cincinnati, and uh, they grew a varietal called Michigan Copper that we used in a in our um, in our uh, wet hop beer this, this uh-huh. year, or har- like Harvest IPA or whatever you want to call it, and. <laughs> the party just arrived, and it's a, it's a. I guess it's uh, similar to uh, an Amarillo, but it, I mean, it was, it was excellent. And we, we basically took everything that they grew, that they grew this really? year. Really? So yeah. things are not pelletizing. Everything's white hops. Uh, for what we had, yeah, we had uh, pelletized uh, Cascade from them. Oh, that's but, cool. But the the Michigan Copper was all uh, whole leaf. Really? What was? What was like the? Did you did you bitter with it? Did you late hop with it? What did you do with it? Oh, Dry I think hop with I it? think I think what we did was like uh, we did uh, 15, 15 minute and then fifteen minute to zero, and then we uh, dry hopped with it. Hmm, I like to try that. You gotta bring me some of that next time. Uh, if, if we have it, <laughs> if, we, <laughs> if we make it again. Yeah. Like I just mentioned, the party arrived. Joe's back. Hello. With his porn stash and all. It is a pretty good one. I'm, I'm not gonna an lie. English gentleman. It twists on the end. <laughs> you, you got the little can of wax too that goes with it. Nice. Now you look like a real fireman. I look like an English gentleman. I'm gonna get a monocle and a top hat. Just wait. It's gonna be nice. How you doing? I'm Joe, by the way. Eric. <laughs> nice to meet you. Guess I've never met. Uh, it's possible. I, I remember that handsome face. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you have like the most handsome friends in the beer industry. Just you, baby. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the weird mustache. Hey, we've been saving a good beer for you. Oh, what? Uh, in the beer fridge, we got another one that Eric brought. So we're saving a beer for Joe because he's been working hard tonight. <laughs> it wasn't that hard of work. <laughs> I proctored a test. Good job. Yeah, I guess you're molding the minds of the youth to save people's lives. Those minds are fucked up already. There's no molding. <laughs> My mind's not the one that should be molding them. As long as you're getting paid. That's tr- I don't do it for the money. Of course not. <laughs> Nobody does. Just like you guys don't do this for the money. No, that that's for damn sure. Ooh, what is it? So this is Mad Tree Cryo High. This is fun. You're not taking a drug test anytime lately, are you? No. Okay, good. If I crash the truck, I will. <laughs> I have a plan on it. There is no CBD or THC in this beer. Now we're not from Colorado. Yeah. 
or Portland or Vegas. It smells or delightful. I think I think Washington too now. I don't know. I can't keep track. I keep waiting for Arizona to do it. I can't. Yeah. It's coming. Oh, the weed is gonna be legal here soon. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, this just smells like weed. I wouldn't know what that smells like. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I really. Do. Oh, actually, I know what it smells like. I'm okay. So we had this the other day, and I swear Ooh, the one before good. smelled way more powerful than this one. It's possible. It's a good beer, though. It's dank. And guess what? It's clear. Yep. Hey, look at that. It's clear. Wow, that's crazy. You Can you imagine? All, you didn't bring any hazies. Good job. I did. I did. But you, I brought that Sonder one. Oh, yeah. We already had that one. All right. Never mind. So you brought one, but one out of, like, 12 isn't bad. Yeah. I tried to, yeah. Feels good to be back. We haven't done this in like I don't even know how long. The holidays really screwed Quite everything up. But this is the new revamped podcast. Oh, where I show up at the last ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be super fucking successful if we do that. <laughs> Nobody likes me. We it's are horrible. leaving. <laughs> I am only moving, but I'll still be working down here, and I'll be here all the time. All right. I'll have to work around your schedule. I don't think we ever have. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the only one who, you're the one who works more than any of us. Not anymore, because tonight was my last night teaching. So, uh, Congratulations. I'm done. Are they graduating? They are, but I'm not going to redo it next semester. I'm done. Oh, that'd be hard. It'd be impossible for you to do that. Yeah, I'll be too busy snowboarding and doing fun shit like that. Oh, speaking of which, I'm going to bring this up. This is beer-related. So a friend of ours in the beer industry... We were talking, and he's like, he's, we're, they were going up north to go snowboarding. And I'm, he's like, you ever snowboard? I'm like, nope. He's like, why not? And I go, my brother, first time down, snowboarding, fell, broke his collarbone. My cousin, first time down, fell, broke his collarbone. Joe's like, oh, we can do it. I'm like, no, Mexicans are not supposed to be on <laughs> snowboards. I do it. <laughs> so my friend goes up there, and they're having their holiday party up there, and he sends me this picture of uh, one of the guys who worked for the brewery. He's the east side rep, Sam. So, um, it's, so Dan's telling me the story, and he sends me this text message, and it's hilarious because it just says, it just says, <laughs> um, Dan, I haven't snowboarded since fifth grade. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> and then it says us, and they're like frowny faces, question mark. And then it says, I think I'll be okay. It'll come back to me. And then they're like, and then the next one's a frowny face. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna. This is a good idea. The next picture is of him laying on a gurney. Dude, what happened? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. He fell and broke something. Yeah, I guess he broke his back. Jesus. Oh, he broke fuck. like, he cracked like an L3 or something. Wait, how old is he? Uh, 30 something. Oh, that's old. Maybe. If 30, yeah. And I was like, see, another reason I'm not going to snowboard. So every time you say you're going to go snowboarding, I'm like, nope. <laughs> he probably did something really dumb or got over aggressive or over. Okay, so three out of the four, if I include you that I know have snowboarded, have all fallen and broken something. Don't, don't put that evil on me because I'm going to be going here in a little bit. Yeah, that's why I'm not going to snowboard. So when I come see you, I'm just going to sit in the lodge and drink beer. We can do that, too. That sounds like fun to me. I'll yeah. have flask, and we, when we go up to the top, we take sips, and then we cruise down. I'll just head over to the that new... That sounds like a terrible idea. I'll just head right? over to the new Grand Canyon <laughs> Brewing Company, set up they have in Flagstaff, their new tap room, and hang out in there, drink lots of beer. Well, my house will be on wheels, so we can do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, that's true, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be homeless here pretty soon. <laughs> that's even, be even better. Awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a joke. It's cool. <coughs> I'm gonna shot beer out my nose. That's the funny part. Yeah, it's not even it's not even a joke. No, no, it's true. I'm gonna be fucking homeless. It's gonna be awesome. I'm very excited. <laughs> He's gonna live about in his it. truck down by the river. Yep. 
And I've been looking at Vans. <laughs> <laughs> we got the mustache for it. Hey. As long as it's not a white panel van, you should be okay. Fuck, I better not put that <laughs> offer up in Maryland. Damn. So I had a, a brewer one time said from he was like from the Midwest and he wanted to leave because he was tired of all the bugs. Are the bugs really bad there? In the Midwest? Immunity, the immunity uh, and stuff? Uh, mosquitoes are bad because of all the, all the standing water and stuff. Yeah. That's about uh, it. I mean, but it's nothing compared to like Louisiana or something where you have the fucking things are like that big. Yeah. Just, it's nothing compared. It's nothing compared to the southeast. Well, fuck! I missed all the fun. You guys are already did. done. Sorry. Dang it. We'll do this again soon. <laughs> Just give me more than twenty minutes notice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we'll be all right. I know. I forgot. We're sitting here. I'm like, oh shit! I didn't tell Joe. I forgot. Because I thought you were, honestly, I thought you were working. And no, then I was I like, oh, no, Wednesday. you worked this weekend. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, I better text him. Wednesday, Thursday this week. Okay. All right, good. So we won't, we won't record then. And then next week, Tuesday, Wednesday. All and right. the week after that, Monday, Tuesday. I can figure it out after <laughs> that. I don't work very much. It's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, neither do I, so. I got a good schedule. So, well. You have a good schedule and a fucking good place to work, shit. I don't even know what day it is. I keep thinking today. Is, is today Sunday? Uh, Monday. Monday. Football's on. That was a stupid question. <laughs> or stupid comment, too. It's Sunday. No, it's Monday. There's football on. Yeah, Monday Night Football. Yeah, what about Sunday Night Football? Do they have a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, tacos are tomorrow, so that's oh, a we, we have one more beer. You want to try it? Oh, we just drank it. Oh, yeah, it's, already, it's already gone. Wait, right. how many did you guys drink while I was not here? Just uh, those. Just we split them all. <laughs> just those four. Oh. So you missed out on those. I guess I'll drink them when we go to Cincinnati. All right, we'll do that. That'll be fine. <laughs> Works for me. Sorry I missed the whole podcast. It was still a good time. We did a good job. Did you have fun? Yeah. I did too. So let's, uh, really good time. let's do this again soon. Yeah, definitely. We'll do this again. Hope you enjoyed. Welcome back. Welcome back, Joe. Hi. Good job, Kevin. <laughs> All right. Peace out. Later. Bye.